Welcome to Vibrant Living Conversations. I'm your host, Gemma Pudding. As a life coach to midlife mamas and women, I'm excited to bring these conversations from North Idaho and across this region to support you on your journey to vibrant living, glowing from the inside out, fully living in your own true to you power. For this interview, I am talking with Sarah Geddes, nutrition and health coach. I'm thrilled to have her here today to learn more about her coaching and how she helps women conquer their health goals. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yay. Well, let's dive in. Let's start with, I mean, health and wellness, nutrition. There's across the board so many different ways of how people can nourish their bodies. So what are kind of some of your beliefs in health and wellness and nutrition in general? Big question, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Um, well, I think they're so closely like related to each other. And it's interesting because I started out as a nutrition coach at nutrition solely because number one, I love food. And number two, I just love like the science behind it. And I love what food can do for our bodies, looking at it from like an athletic performance yeah. or just like a, a performance perspective. But in becoming a nutrition coach, it was and, and getting my certification in nutrition and coaching, you know, it became very clear to me, even though I kind of already knew this, but that the health component, like our, our mental health, our emotional health, you know, our relational health, um, you know, there's kind of this concept of like this whole body health, you know, our environmental health, all of those things that are so closely related to our nutrition as well and how they are like hand in hand. And so for me, it's, it's, yeah, kind of looking at like this biopsychosocial model where you have this biological level of what we eat goes into our bodies and it does so many different things to our brain and our emotions and hormones. And then it does certain things like, you know, rebuilds our muscles, which is really cool but it also has this social aspect of it where like when you sit down and you share a meal with somebody like your family it also creates memories and nostalgia and so it feels a little bit like everything to me and <laughs> kind of how i like to look at it you know yeah, all no, different sure. angles yeah no, that's so powerful that's well said i mean and i think i may have told you this before but i started studying gut health which is mm -hmm. how i discovered coaching and life coaching and the same thing you're like food is one thing and what we're putting into our body but all of the other factors play into it exactly like you were just saying it's you can't really just support someone in putting food into their body without addressing all of the other factors right because if they're trying to avoid gluten but they every time they go to dinner with their family someone's like oh but they're feeling like they need to eat the pizza there's going to be like this disconnect because of that social piece, which is so important too. So I love exactly all of that. Love it. So how your journey to getting here, you studied, like you said, you studied coaching and nutrition, um, but on a personal level, what has been your journey in like, do you prefer meat or vegetarian? And I know weightlifting and is a big part of your life too. So how, what's your personal journey to get 
you to this. Oh, point. and I love answering this question because like for me, it really started in the in the womb when I was a baby. So my, I love that. my grandfather, my mom's dad bought a restaurant, you know, nice. way back, way back in the day, long mm-hmm. before I was born. Nice. Well, actually he used to manage a restaurant and then he bought a restaurant in Spokane, Washington, where I was born and raised. And my mom, when she was in college or when she graduated from college, she went to go help manage the restaurant with her dad, my grandfather. And she ended up working there her whole life. And eventually when my grandfather passed away and my grandmother, she ended up owning the restaurant. When my mom was pregnant with me, she was working there. And when I was born, I was just going into this restaurant all the time. And I remember being a small child and I would go to the restaurant all the time and I would chase the waitresses around and I would try to like help them with their side work. And, <laughs> and we still own the restaurant to this day. In fact, I just ate there last week with my aunt. What is I it called? The Sportsman's Cafe. Okay, it's awesome. Yeah, nice. so I'm going to be 38 this week. So we've had the restaurant family for, you know, like almost 50 years, I think, wow. if not longer. And so, yeah, so I feel like I was just born into food and (laughs) our family, but our family also came from the generation where we were like the clean plate club, you know, where it was like, you had to eat all of your food on your plate in order to get dessert. And there was always dessert, (laughs) which, you know, so in that sense, like, I don't, I don't really prescribe to that ideology, you know, but yeah, my family has always been big foodies and I, I've always loved food, but then, you know, I had this journey of, you know, having to eat all of the food when I was a kid, like you had to clean up your plate, you know, cause food costs money and people worked for that. And so there was no waste. And then in my teens and early twenties, you know, I loved food, but I ate a lot of like fast food. And I remember my first attempts at trying to like, quote unquote, like eat healthy when I was in my mid twenties. And what I would do is I would like bake chicken breasts with like no seasoning and I would like (laughs) eat veggies And it was so bland and so (laughs) gross. What I imagine a lot of other people think is that eating healthy has to be really bland and not taste good and really plain. But I lived in Seattle at that time as well. And so when I got more into my mid and late 20s, you know, I was really exposed to going to like work parties and having dinner parties and things like that. And just all of the varieties of different food that there are out there. And learning how to cook in a way that was delicious and tasty and fun, but yeah. also really clean and healthy. Love that. Um, how did you do that? Actually, let's talk about that because I think yeah. I'm kind of in the same boat, like definitely part of the cleaning play club. Like still mm-hmm. to this day, my brothers and I are like, they're like getting bread and like mopping up. So the plate is like literally clean. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's exactly like you said, you, that's how you were raised. And it, it's interesting now raising children, which we'll get that into that more later, how you're going to raise Will and how that's, that's a whole nother <laughs> thing, right? Being the mom, oh gosh, yeah. but getting people look at me all the time and are like, how do you cook? How do you do it? How do you cook? Like nowadays it's so easy to get takeout and order fast food or, all of the things. So what did you do to learn how to cook clean and delicious? 
yeah I'm not as good as some where they're just kind of creative with meals like I, I can throw things together for sure you know and I can get into that but I'm big on like searching for recipes and although I wouldn't say that I am a paleo eater I don't like solely subscribe to that I eat a lot of grains um, and I'll eat gluten and things like that but I feel like paleo for me is a good search term to pull up recipes that are going to have a whole lot of whole ingredients in them and generally they're going to try and be on the lower end of adding in extra oils or extra creams or processed foods and they're going to be pretty veggie heavy Yes, yes, yes. And so it's a page for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a key word that I, so yeah, like any given week, I've got a specific day of the week and sometimes two where I'm like, okay, like we need groceries. So that means I also have to think about what meals I'm going to be making for the next X amount of days. You know, and I just ask myself, like, what sounds good? Like, what do I want to eat? You know, and I have like a whole slew of recipes in my email that like I can search through. Or if something just kind of sounds good, then I'll, I'll kind of search for that. Or if I know that I have very little time, then I'm going to search for Instapot recipes. Um, yeah. And then oh, I love kind of, that. Yeah, a dual process of finding my recipe and then also making a grocery list, ordering the groceries. Just like setting yourself up for success, really, right? You know, it's not an option, right? We're all eating multiple times a day. And I love that piece about what do I want to eat? I sometimes we talk about Mark and I are like, maybe we should get takeout. And I'm like, what is it that I'm craving? That is that, that would appeal there. And it's like, oh, I can make it at home and probably make it for three nights in a row. If that's what I really want and make it clean and really be in control of what ingredients are in it. And, and even the process of, oh, I made it for myself for me is really empowering. Like I really enjoy doing that. So yeah, setting yourself up for success. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think too, what's empowering is feeling like for me, food, especially with my family is like a way that I show love, yeah. you know, so my husband does not cook. And so it's one of the things that I really enjoy doing for him and for my daughter when she will eat. I feel like it's my way of like, not only nourishing their bodies, but like nourishing their souls, you know, and saying, I'm making this for you. I'm helping give you something that's good for you. And I I did this action. Like it's an act of kindness. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yes. And to think that way, right. To really think that way. It's so easy to be like, what are we eating for dinner tonight? Let's fly. And we all do it. We still all do it. Right. Like let's go take out. It's fun. But to like on the daily be like, I am nourishing your mind, body, soul with this gift. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's become such a not part of the culture. I feel like food has in some capacity has lost that like nourishment on all levels. It's become kind of a, we just need to do it, fly through. It's just convenient. It's like, but no, on so many levels it is nourishing the depths of who we are, right? Right. Well, and when we're less mindless about it, when we're really mindful about what we eat, I think we're able to connect with other people better, like sitting down and talking with them. We'll eat slower. We'll Mm -hmm. enjoy the flavors. And when you do that, I mean, like, yeah, there's this like enjoyable experience that you have both socially and mentally and emotionally. 
but biologically also your body is going to like absorb more nutrients when you eat that way as well so it's like on so many different levels it's like healthier for you to be mindful about it than how fast can I eat this meal in front of the tv or in front of my phone you know yeah totally right yes oh I love that so that's like the food piece of it but I know you're also you really enjoy lifting and you're really active in many other ways so what's what's your story there Yeah. So also I, again, when I lived in Seattle, I used to rock climb a lot. And that's kind of when I got introduced to the concept of eating for performance. Rock climbing is more of a strength to weight ratio type sport. So I think at that time I was much more into trying to stay lean, but Mm -hmm. still be strong. It's more geared towards like maintaining a smaller body weight but still eating like lots of protein and lots of foods that would still keep me nourished and free from injury. You know, I had a whole community that was kind of surrounded in the same idea and concept. And that's kind of when I got into learning how to track my food. I'm a big fan of what they call calorie counting. And it's not in a way where I'm like nitpicking at my food or like I need to be skinny. In fact, I eat tons of carbohydrates. I eat lots of carbs. Carbs are super good for your body. Yep. <laughs> and I eat actually like a lot of food. You'd be surprised at like how many calories I eat in a day. And but I think to your point way. before though, it's like calories and carbs are not all equal, right? Yeah. Like calorie counting, your basis is real food, food that it's a carb, but a carb isn't a carb isn't a carb. It's like you're eating real whole foods that are nourishing, right? That right. that's yeah. supporting your body. Yeah. I love that. Right. Like, so for instance, something I would have done then and I do now, I actually did this morning. So I made, because it's good to have a lot of carbs before you work out, like that fuels your workout and it helps you recover better. And so I made like this really delicious pumpkin loaf bread with almonds and cranberries in it. And it had maple syrup and stuff in it. And I made that this week solely for the purpose. So I could eat a piece of it before I work out every week or every day. And so and you look forward to it, right? You're like, yeah, this isn't a cliff bar. This is like something similar, mm-hmm. but that I've made myself with my own ingredients and mm-hmm. it's pumpkin season anyway, like yum, 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 and yum. And then you're fueled for your workout. So yeah. And then you get to go into the workout. You don't feel tired or depleted or hungry. And actually, you know, you perform a lot better when you have that, you know, in your body. So it's kind of a win-win situation. Yeah. So I was introduced to that, that kind of concept back in Seattle. And, and now that I weight lift, it's a different kind of strength to weight ratio sport where in theory, like the more weight you have, the more weight you can lift. Now, granted, you don't want to have excessive body fat. So I'm more towards like, let's build some muscle on my body. And again, that requires eating a lot of food. So I'm super food friendly and I've learned how to balance what it is with having a healthy body weight with, you know, being able to perform successfully at whatever athletic endeavor it is without getting injured, you know, and not gaining a bunch of body fat. Well, that kind of plays into even our next question, because it's like, what struggles do you see the most with your clients from Western norms? And I think you, just to go back on what you said there is deprivation, I think is one that I see. It's like, it's not about depriving yourself. Like you don't want to feel hungry. You want to be nourished from protein and the right type of food. So it's not about eating less necessarily. It's just about I'll let you talk because you can talk to this more than I can. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. And I, I, I remember when you had asked me that question or I saw it and I was like, yeah, I think a lot of it is this idea that we need to be on a diet, you know, and the word diet for most people triggers the idea of like restrictive eating or not eating much or like not eating carbs. Right. And we also have this idea where things need to happen fast. I want to lose X pounds in X weeks, whatever. Or, you know, I have people that come to me and after a month, sometimes if they haven't made like the progress that they think they should have made, they feel really disappointed. And for me, you know, granted, I don't want my clients to stick with me forever. I feel like I can give them skill sets so that they can end our coaching relationship and move on successfully. Yeah. But health is a journey and it's going to be a lifelong journey. It's, it doesn't have to be a lifelong struggle, but it's a <laughs> yeah. lifelong journey and that goals change, life happens and we move back and forth, different seasons of our life happen. And so like when I was in rock climbing, I wanted to be a little bit leaner and lighter and now I want more muscle, but the concept is there, you know, I still show up every day and I have to meal plan and I have to cook and I have to look at what I eat and I, I want to get enough fruits and vegetables in and enough protein in, and it's just, it's a journey. And so it's not going to happen overnight. Like right now, a lot of my goals right now are to put on more muscle mass. You know, I lost some of that being pregnant. I don't see that as any sort of setback or having fallen off the wagon or any of that stuff. That's just life. And like, now I'm back to building muscle mass and it's going to take time. Yeah. I can't, so. It's such a mindset thing. I mean, your mindset is obviously very, I love that so much. It is a journey. Life is a journey of ebbing and flowing and evolving with the different chapters, exactly like you said. And of course, with us both being pregnant in the last year and now having baby and breastfeeding and you're listening to your body, like it's a whole right. new thing where you're like, okay, what does she need? What does my body need? What does she need to nourish her workout wise, all of those things. And, and then we're going to get older and our metabolism is going to not be what it was. And mm -hmm. there's always going to be something, but creating that journey, healthy relationship and mindset that you obviously you just talked about there is, is the key to food isn't the enemy. This is, it's a beautiful balance of just realizing what works for you in this part of your life right? <laughs> yeah. 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 It could shift and change. I will say though, that I don't think that, especially with like the problems with Western society, I don't think that anybody should ever feel super deprived or really hungry and can't function in order to lose weight. Like that is not in my mind healthy, nor is it necessary to like get right. to your goals. Right. Or sustainable. Right. I feel like if yeah. there's anything that's not sustainable, if you need to cut some food out, not even cut it out. Like if you're going to try to cut it out and then binge on it in two weeks because you just crave it that much. Like that's not healthy. Just minimize, right? It's all about yeah. the balance and creating sustainability and a long-term healthy relationship with food and your body. So yeah, life shouldn't be a struggle, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, <laughs> food shouldn't be the enemy for sure. Yeah. So who Sarah, do you mostly work? You know, and some of that's changing a little bit. I was talking with my husband about this at dinner the other night because I'm getting my certification for personal training and I've got a couple clients that I'm working with under the supervision of a, a trainer. 
Awesome. It's funny because like, I think right now it varies so much. I would say it's predominantly women, although I do work with men, usually people who want to lose weight, you know, but I've, I've worked with people that are like, I want to lose 10 pounds and people that are like, I want to lose a hundred pounds. I like working with everybody. And I have a, I think that my plans work well with any type of person. Cause a lot of them are, it's all holistic and habit-based kind of been a wide variety. Although I will say that, especially now that with the, with the training, like I love weight training, but it doesn't even have to be necessarily like weight training, just resistance, whether it's bands or body weight or whatever. I love the idea of helping people, especially women um, and moms work towards like a whole body strength and stability, because I think that that helps us the long term in our bodies, you know, just feel really strong, really empowered a lot of self-confidence, but also as we age with women, like you don't want to be imbalanced. I think that's going to cause health issues. You know, as we get older, we're more likely to fall or get injured, you know, and if we want to play around with our kids and our grandkids, want like your whole body to be strong. You want to have a strong core. You want like all of your little muscle fibers and your big ones and all those things to be stable and be able to be actively engaged when need be. So I think as far as training goes, like I would love to work with people in some sort of capacity with resistance training. And I, with, when it comes to like nutrition, like anybody that just really wants to go along for the journey to have sustainable habits to keep for the long term, I'm not going to probably be the person to come to when you're like, I want to lose 30 pounds and then whatever, like, (laughs) and I'm going to go off the rails or whatever. So yeah. So what do people, what can they expect when they work with you? Because obviously we just, we've talked about you're completely holistic, which I love mind, body, soul. It's all plays into setting yourself up for long-term success. Yeah. So how does a coaching program with you look? They're really flexible too. You know, like I feel like the way I have it set up, I it's, It's pretty individualistic. Like I don't run people through a mill. Generally speaking though, when people come to me, I try and teach them a few different methods of how to monitor their food intake, right? Like we all need to learn how to know how to to eat to maintenance or if we wanted to lose a few pounds, like how do we do that? And it should be a method that's sustainable and changeable for our goals, right? So if you come to me and you're like, I want to lose X amount of weight, I can teach you a variety of methods to do that. And then we can use those same methods to maintain your weight. And learning how to eat at maintenance to maintain a weight is a huge skill. And that's really what I want to get people to is like healthy body weight. And then how do we maintain that? So I teach people how to do that in a few different methods because not every method is ideal for everybody so you're going to pick one that you like but you also got a few different tools in your toolbox and then we also work through a variety of different habits you know I mean we work through stress management we work through recovery we work through hydration we work through Mm -hmm. different things like protein and whatnot sleep so then we work through all the habits to try and get you that holistic like whole body health that someone's pace too like I'm again I'm not going to run somebody through the mill and be like okay it's you know Tuesday we're going to do this it's like you know where are you at where are you feeling this like is this working for you like how can I help you through this do we feel like we've mastered this habit are we ready to take on something else you know I love that awesome so how often generally then do you meet and 
is it in person, online, an hour? How long do you like to do it? I meet with my clients once a week on the phone, usually for about 10, 15 minutes, depending on what's going on. What I've found is that most people want that either Zoom or phone call, like that time to hear a voice and that helps them stay on track. So yeah, so we have a phone call once a week, same time every week. Nice. Perfect. And then, you know, like you can look forward to it. And yeah, I found with coaching too, it's just having someone that you can talk to specifically and the time for you to think specifically like, okay, I'm going to talk with Sarah about what I've been eating, how it's been going. It keeps you so on track, right? It's, I love that. Yeah, I think so. People seem to to respond really well to that and, and do a lot better since they changed that. And, and again, having a coach too is like, it's a relationship, right? Like a lot of it is the relationship. And so I want to connect with my clients and hear what's going on with them and hear like their struggles and their wins and hear if their kid, you know, won an award that week, you know, because the closer we feel to each other, the more vulnerable we can be, the more successful we can be as well on either end. Totally. And realizing that that all plays into each other, right? If you're whatever your, your kid's up to is playing into probably whether you want to emotionally eat that day or not, right? And realizing yes. that that emotional piece, yes. like, okay, yes. this is, is a trigger for you. Like, let's address this. Oh, and gosh. you're set up for the next time. And love that. <laughs> I don't know how many times I feel like I've talked about like sick kids. When kids are sick, it's like, okay, how are we going to try and squeeze in an extra 15 minutes of sleep? You know, right. if we can't, if we can, yeah. Like how do we eat healthy when our kid just wants to eat saltines and is <laughs> and you know, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, totally. Well, let's go down that path for a second. Cause it, you work a lot with women. They I'm totally stereotyping right now. I know plenty of men that do all of the cooking at their house, but you're working with one member of a family. I'll start with that. So whether it's mom or the dad, but they might have kids or their spouse and maybe not necessarily all on the same page. How have you helped clients like navigate that? I think it's it's something that I address in, in my health assessment, very much from the beginning is a question is like, how much does your environment support you? Like your social Like whether it's like your nuclear family, like your significant other and your kids, or whether it's your extended family, especially now that we have the holidays coming up. Yeah. Um, And, and that's it. Like, it's a tough one. You know, it's, you know, I've got a client right now where her husband eats fast food all the time, you know? And so we do talk about that. Like how, how do you stay on track if your husband isn't going to come along on the journey with you? Cause I like to to have people from the get-go tell their significant others and their family, like, Hey, I'm going on this journey, please support me. And this is what support looks like. These are the things that I would like from you to help me, you know, do that. Um, So if you're not going to join me on the journey, at least you can give me these supportive actions. And so, you know, and that's all about like creating boundaries, Mm -hmm. you know, and having healthy relationships, self-efficacy, you know, being able to have some autonomy. And those are all important things that we need to have as individuals. You know, you and your significant other are not always going to be on the same page about everything, right? Right. So how do you 
keep your own boundaries around yourself and stay true to yourself? How do you place a priority on your own health? And so they're really important conversations to have. And there's a lot of strategy around that as well. Like, okay, you're going to eat these foods, but like, please don't keep these foods in the house. These are my red foods. Or like, you want to eat out. That's okay. Like, how does dinner look tonight? Because I'm going to want to be at home to cook my food or whatever. Please just pick up, take out only for yourself. I'm going to be at home and make my meal. We can still sit down and eat together. Yeah. Different like that. So yeah, really troubleshooting like how that's going to look if if your person's not going to come on that journey with you. Do yeah. you have an example of one or two clients that you have really, you've seen them like turn a complete 180? And I'm sure it's, it happens with a lot, but just, I, I love a good example of, you know, to share with everybody. So I had this client, Joy, and oh, man, I just really loved working with her and she met her goals. And so she transitioned on, but when she came to me, she had put on some weight. It was around COVID time and she had a lot of stress going on on in her life her significant other wasn't working and they would drink quite a bit of alcohol on the weekends and during the week and so but she wanted to get in sh- back into shape and get back into like mountain biking and so we just worked really hard on different methods for food intake she was gradually able to get her weight down and it was funny because I'm a big protein fan I love protein and I feel like nobody eats enough of it protein was a, a big one that I I was I felt so proud because she was like, oh my gosh, you want me to eat this much protein? And I was like, yes, you know? And so she was getting there and she was, oh my gosh, I um, am so full. The weight is coming off. Like I have so much energy. I never thought that protein was going to be this important to me. But she also like really cut back in her alcohol intake and she became just a lot happier. Like you could constantly hear it each week in her voice, her self-confidence in herself like just skyrocketed and what was beautiful was she was a she had done like before and after photos and so when I put them side by side you know I sent it to her and it was like the after photo like yeah she was down in weight but her glow in her and her happiness and like she was like flexing her muscles and looking good and she just felt so confident and happy in herself. And she felt very ready to move on to do it on her own. And that's what really felt good is that when she, you know, left coaching, she was like, I feel very confident in my abilities to maintain the progress that I've made. It was like beautiful. So powerful. Yes. You're like, as a coach, that is like your goal. I love that so much. And that piece you said of when people don't have to think about they're filling themselves up with good food, protein. And I get that question a lot too. More protein, really more protein. If you're feeling full, You're not constantly, your brain doesn't need to start thinking about, well, what snack am I going to have? Or what else am I going to have? Oh, I'll just have another glass of wine because my stomach is still not. You suddenly realize it's just not the focus. You have more clarity to think about all of the other awesome things in life and not what am I going to consume next, right? Right. Well, and it's, it. what protein does for our bodies is so beneficial. All of the things that it does inside which is like a big sciencey thing is really really important and so I think people find that their body functions also a lot better when they increase their protein intake and if they're doing any sort of exercise like they find that they just feel like they've recovered better like they feel stronger going into those workouts they feel more solid if that makes sense yeah Yeah. no for sure random question for you and this is on a 
personal note, I've been asked this a few times, but what is your thoughts on protein powders? I mean, obviously protein powders are not all created equal either, but yeah. do you, do you consume them? Do you suggest your clients have them as part of their diet? It depends. Again, like this is all like individual. I feel like in the perfect world, we would all get enough protein and it would be from a whole food source. Yeah, totally. Okay. Do I use protein powders? Yes. One of the reasons and times that I have them, for instance, so when I work out, I work out at home because I have a gym at home and I'll work out like first thing in the morning. And so I will use a protein powder in a smoothie because I want those nutrients to enter my body quickly and get and be going through me fast. You know, right. so if I eat go on the opposite end, like a steak or something, it's going to take a while for that to break <laughs> down my body and fuel me. It's not going to fuel that workout. Right? right. So I'll use it for that. I think there's a good time and a place for it. And then the other thing is for clients, it again, cause not everybody, sometimes I have clients that come to me that have like only been eating takeout that don't cook, that don't like to cook, that don't really have a lot of base knowledge in how much protein they should have. Right. And sometimes I have clients that come to me and they have a lot, they already like cook a lot. They already meal plan and prep. They know a lot about like what kind of foods are good to eat and this and that. So it kind of depends on a client's abilities and knowledge. And so if somebody is trying to transition from takeout to eating at home and they're like really low on protein, I might suggest like a protein powder as kind of like a stepping stone to get right. there. So it, it it depends on the person. Yeah. You know, and like you said, the down. situation, right? Sometimes a protein powder, it is it's easier. It might be easier depending on the situation, but yeah. Okay. That's interesting to know. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm curious, just in staying balanced for yourself and specifically you're a new mom and we're going into the holidays. So let's talk specifically even about going into the holidays and, and being a mom. How are you finding balance in having a little fun eating here and there, getting your workouts in? What are your tips? So I think with the holidays, one of the best tips I have is to plan ahead. We know we have Thanksgiving coming up. We know we've got Christmas. We just had Halloween. There's New Year's. And I've kind of figured out what holidays are important for me food-wise and which aren't, right? You know, we have, I don't know, however many holidays are in a year or however many weekends and birthdays. And I'm sure Gemma, like year to year, you know how many times you're going to celebrate, right? Because you right. know your family, your friends, it doesn't change year to year. For me personally, Thanksgiving, I think, isn't a big dessert day for me. Right. It's more about like the turkey and the stuff. So Thanksgiving is going to be more about being around people and less about food for me. I've chosen that holiday to be less of an indulgent day, if you yeah. will. Whereas Christmas for me, Christmas has a lot of food nostalgia for me. Um, and most of the time that's because I spend it with my side of the family and my side of the family makes delicious cookies and fudge and we always make snowballs and, you know, compare snowballs and, and that feeds my emotional self to be with my family and, and my aunt likes to feed us those foods. And so Christmas for me is more of an indulgent food day, right? Yeah. So I've picked and choose and planned ahead you know, which holidays I'm going to indulge in and not. And then when the day gets closer to, 
I'll say like, okay, so on Christmas, I'm going to allow myself this much food and or desserts, and I'm going to eat this for dinner. And then I will go to those events, not starving. Yeah, well said. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to make that. sure I eat some protein before yep. I go to my family events. I'm not yeah. hungry and it's easier for me to stick to my plan. I love that. So I've planned it out long-term. Like I know Christmas is my indulgent day, but then when I get closer, I plan out like, what am I going to eat that day? Yeah. And then I eat some protein before I go into the event so I can stick to my plan. The other thing is like, I don't do leftovers and take out Christmas is Christmas. December 26th is not Christmas for me. So I, (laughs) I'm not eating the snowballs and the fudge and the whatever else. It's it's back to a normal day for me. Well, for me, it's also like, I love cooking, which I'm thankful for. And it's a creative thing, but it's having those things that, yes, my mom made these and I know they're not healthy, but I'm going to have one or two of them. But for me, finding a healthy option, like whether it's taking the classic recipe and putting healthy twist on it not adding all the sugar not adding all the fat adding a ton more apple than whatever is super I love that piece whether it's taking a healthy dish to Thanksgiving or whatever holiday it is something that I know is my go-to like I know I can eat that (laughs) and I know there's turkey over there that's the protein that's going to fill me up and so you're not going in at the whim of whoever is hosting right you're going in contributing this healthy item. And I think too, going in with your head held high about that. I have Mm -hmm. a lot of clients that are like, oh, but I'm the one with the gluten-free thing, or I'm the one that brought this unhealthy thing. And I'm like, don't be ashamed of that. That's a beautiful thing to be able to go in. I mean, like, this is going to nourish your bodies. So the holidays, that mindset that the holidays are an unhealthy time, It's just a cultural thing. Like it doesn't have to be unhealthy time. Like start the day with a family walk or some, right? Like I love Thanksgiving for those turkey trots. I think that's a beautiful way to start the day. doesn't mean you can go on a bender later. It just means that you're starting like in the fresh air and energizing yourselves and then take your healthy dish to Thanksgiving and you can leave that day feeling energized and not in a food coma, (laughs) you know? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that. The turkey trots. I've oftentimes done a turkey trot, not every year, but I do. I also like to work out the morning of every holiday. Yeah. So I feel good going into it. And good point being bringing in like a healthier dish. I think, yeah, people kind of, I don't know why you would not feel confident or proud of yourself for doing that, but I know people do struggle. I think the thing is, is like, if you keep doing that, people are just going to expect that from you. Like my family at this point knows that I'm not going to eat all the things. They know I want extra vegetables. They know I'm going to bring something healthy. And guess what? Like they still love me. They still talk to me. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And you can love you. You don't have to feel guilty with you. You get to be like Yeah, I honored my body and the way that I want to feel in my body on this day as well as every other day. I love it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't like, you know, people bring in, you know, the candied sweet potatoes and I by no means I'm going to like turn my nose up to that and be like, why did you bring this? You know, it's it's just an abundance of food and it's all nourishment, even the candied yams. You know, it's all on a scale. It's not black and white. Right. No. Totally. Yeah. When I think too, the more that I, I mean, I love clean eating, love, 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 like totally my jam. And the more that I've done it, like the sugary, fatty foods 
suddenly you can have like a bite if that's like appeals to you, but suddenly your body just, it, you don't really even want it the same. So as you like go on this journey with you as a nutrition coach, like some of that stuff will just naturally fall away because your body is suddenly like, oh, just give me protein and a clean veg. I don't even want the whatever it is, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Well, and I could talk to you about nutrition and coaching all day long, <laughs> but sure. I will start to move us along and let's wrap up with how do people find you? Like if people are like, oh yes, I need Sarah in my life. What's the best way for them to find you? I had like a nine to five job and I just recently transitioned. I'm a coach. Like this is my nine to five job. So I'm debating about different methods for people to find me, but yeah. I also really want to be approachable and be myself. And so Totally. Genuinely, people can just find me on Facebook, you know, Sarah Geddes. They can find me on Instagram. They can have my email address or my text me. Like, however people feel most comfortable reaching out to me, they could ask you, like, how do I reach Sarah? And you could give them my phone number. And I'll put all of that in the show notes so that whatever makes the most sense. I love that. And I think there's so much to be said about just being approachable, right? They connect with you, reach out and just get into the coaching process. Don't let all of the admin stuff get in the way of that, you know? Yeah. I don't really like a lot of red tape. You know, I think if people just reach out and they're like, Hey, I'm curious, you know, like, and I have free consultations. So it's just like a time for people to like ask questions for us to get to know each other and to see if it would be a good fit or not, you know, nothing lost on either end. Oh, beautiful. Yes, 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 yes. Well, is there anything that you wanted to touch on that I haven't brought up? I don't think so. I think I just really hope that I can inspire in people that food is fun and like food is their friend. Love that. Well, I like to end with my question about vibrant living. Blowing from the inside out is my mantra. Are there a couple of individuals or businesses or around here locally that have inspired you on your journey? What's well, right. So in Coeur d'Alene, so actually I have a nutrition coach and there's AIM Nutrition in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Now their style of coaching is different than mine. It's not better or worse. It's just different. And I, I like my style of coaching, but they've inspired me a lot because they're run by a woman and she's a CrossFit gal and they have several coaches and they're just great and then there's so many little like great little like shops around here though like I love the wellness bar and we'll eat at Cosmic Cowboy or you know there's so many different little like restaurants around town that I know you know are kind of making their food from scratch and whatnot and and I appreciate that yeah have your go-tos right so when you don't want to be the cook you can you know where to go (laughs) and I love that you have a coach too because I also have a coach and I just think Uh that is so powerful to be like coaches have coaches we believe in the importance of it and let someone hold the space for you to explore and have a down day and just have someone to listen to what you're saying and bounce it back at you because you can't really do that for yourself right just have build that community to like set yourself up for success for sure for sure 100 totally agreed yeah love it love it love it love it well sarah thank you so much for joining me today i appreciate it and love this conversation yeah no thanks for having me this was super fun if you like this podcast i want to invite you to coach with me Let's ditch the autopilot living to slow down, tune in, reset, and redesign your life to glow from the inside out based on the beautiful being who you are, what matters to you, and how you want to dance through this life. 
I help you understand your self-sabotaging ways, program thinking, and tendencies to outsource your power and reshape them to align with the true you for this chapter of your life. To join me in a complimentary coaching session, go to my website, www.gemmaputty.com. Sending all the love, light, and vibrancy until next time.